Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast brought to you by the Center of Community Media at Worcester State University. I am your host, Maria Kearns Galeano, and I'm really excited to be here. Today we have a lot to talk about. Millions of Americans suffer from brain fog, memory loss, depression, anxiety, or are unable to maintain a balanced happy mood. That can be really frustrating and can damage relationships. But what if I told you that the problem is not in your head? and that there are proven natural solutions that can help you not only reduce symptoms, but also improve your life. To further explain this, today we have Dr. Raphael Kelman. He's a pioneer in holistic and functional medicine, and he's the author for The Whole Brain. Dr. Kelman offers his groundbreaking medication-free, scientifically-based approach to healing depression, anxiety, and brain fog by concentrating on your whole brain. Good afternoon, Dr. Kalman. Thank you very much for being here with us. How are you? Good. I'm fine. How are you? Good. Thank you. I know that you are a doctor of holistic medicine. So tell us, how long have you been in the medical field? Oh, since 1997. Oh, wow. According to the American Psychological Association, the rate of depression is 3.2% for men and 5.5% for women. Why do you think there is a higher percentage of women suffering from this? Well, first of all, you know, one in six Americans are on some type of either antidepressant or anti-anxiety. I mean, that's just huge, it's shocking. Um, and, and much more than that are people suffering from depression and anxiety and brain fog and they're not getting any help at all. So we're talking about an epidemic. Um, so first of all, and, and so, so many people, either they just think that the only thing out there is antidepressants, medications, and they don't want it, um, or they're afraid of doctors, or both, you know. So, But they don't know that there is a natural solution, that there are causes. You know, it's not just, you know, that you're just doomed to having depression and anxiety, that there are causes that we now know about. And that's what the whole brain is about, that we identify the causes to treat the causes. And then these, you know, depression and anxiety begins to let up even reversed. So you ask the question, why more women than men? Well, first of all, more women admit it and tell you that they yeah. have it. You, you, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, if the equal amount would be telling people or doctors that they have a problem, I really have, I, I don't think it would be that so many more women. I think, I think it would be close to even, I still think it would be more women because they're more susceptible to hormonal shift yes. and that could exacerbate uh, depression and anxiety. Do you think there are a lot of people, either men or women, that go undiagnosed with something like this? Do you just think it's normal to feel that? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way, that that's just who they are, you know, that yeah. they were born that way and they're just not feeling as good. Some people, when they feel depressed or they're anxious and they really believe it's just who they are and they can't, they don't think that there's anything out there. Now, obviously, when someone is extraordinarily depressed, then, you know, other people realize it and they're so desperate, they're more likely to seek help. But there's so many people out there that 
are suffering, and they just think, well, that's who they are. Uh, you know, frequently they'll question, well, why do I have this and, and all the people around me don't? But they won't even say anything about it, but they just tend to be a little bit more uh, to themselves, less sociable, they don't want to go out and be sociable, they seem to be more to themselves, but that just, people say, well, that's just what the person is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes we get so, so shocked that this person, God forbid, committed suicide. Because mm-hmm. some people just don't show it. But also many people don't even know what they're feeling. It's yeah. just a bad. And they can't even identify that this is depression or this is anxiety. So they don't even think that they need to get help. True. You're talking about how these people get affected by it in their personal life. How does anxiety or depression affect work life and social life and relationships in general? Well, look, you know, if someone is depressed and anxious, you know, their will to to work or the will even for life is so compromised. And certainly their ability to work is so, so compromised and diminished because you can't think straight, right? You have brain fog. You're 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 confused. You're depressed. So your your zest is lacking, and especially if you're foggy and your memory's not as good, you're not going to perform as well. You're not just you you're you're, you're going to be working on a much much uh, a lower you know form of your of your potential, your brain is going to be downgraded. You know, the whole brain, this book, The Whole Brain, that I wrote, it's not just, you know, for people with depression and anxiety. It's, uh, of course, it's mainly for them, but it's for anyone who wants to reboot their brain or to upgrade their brain. Um, because don't settle for the brain that you have. Believe me that you could you could reboot it. You know, it's unbelievable. Now that you talk about that, what do you mean by whole brain? Because most people think, oh, my brain is in my head. Well, you know, again, you know, when I say the whole brain, it's not just what we find from the neck up. The bacteria, the microbiome, as I said, is uh, out their cells are outnumber our own 10 to 1. So we're mostly bacteria, which is shocking. And what's really shocking is that they're the good guys. You know, they actually help us heal. They're our greatest ally. They're the supercomputer of healing within us. You know, they're our software within us. And this is the greatest turnaround in science and medicine in 150 years from the idea that bacteria cause disease and they're virulent and pathogenic and we got to kill them and get rid of them and antibiotics. That's a 180 degree turnaround. Now we know that bacteria are our greatest ally, especially when they're in this, well, only when they're in a group, a collection of untold number of bacteria. But when this ecology of bacteria is not as integrated as as it should be, when all the different strains of bacteria are not 
working together as a collective whole mm. as much as they should be working together, well, then you're going to get certain bacteria that are going to kind of, quote-unquote, escape this ecosystem, this ecology, this collection of bacteria, and then they're going to cause problems. But mm. if we could figure out a way, and we do, we now know many ways to improve this ecology, what's going to happen is that the infectious disease epidemic is is going to be able to be addressed in the healthiest of ways. Wow. I know that you also talk about foods in your book. So how can processed foods and foods that contain environmental toxins affect the way your brain is working? Well, you know, any of the foods that heal the microbiome, that help the, to nourish the microbiome, are the foods that you want to be eating to improve the microbiome, which will absolutely affect the brain because the two, the microbiome and the brain, because they're so similar, they're constantly communicating to each other. So when the microbiome is healthy, it's communicating messages of healing to the brain. Uh, it's When it's unhealthy, it's sending up messages that, hey, things are not going on so well down here, and it creates inflammation and an overactive immune system, and that instantaneously, um, adversely, negatively affects the brain. So the types of foods you want to eat is what we call, I call, the microbiome superfood. So uh, jicama, leeks, kimchi. Kimchi is incredible. It's a uh, Korean oh, I love food. Kimchi. But, yeah. Right, right. Um, but also, it's just uh, a food you can get here easily, and those are fermented foods. And, you know, if you think you don't like them, well, give it a few days. You're going to like it, and you don't have to eat a lot. Um, and then there are foods like leeks and asparagus mm -hmm. and artichokes and so many more microbiome superfoods that I describe in the book, the whole brain, that that really is essential. And, of course, you know, The foods that are processed and refined, those are the foods you should stay away from. Yeah. But you don't even need to focus on that. Just focus on what you should add, and then by in and of itself, you're no longer going to be craving those unhealthy foods. But also just salads, a lot of vegetables, a lot of greens are incredibly healthy foods for your microbiome. Yeah, I think that society has taught people to not like those foods. They don't even look at what they're taking into their bodies. Well, you know, it's because we, we, we crave these foods. And unfortunately, the diets out there, they don't sufficiently or at all reduce or eliminate the cravings. What's so amazing about the microbiome diet is you just eat these foods And the cravings will plummet. You're no longer going to be subject to those great forces that are constantly telling you to eat the foods that the diet is telling you not to eat. You know what I mean? That the yeah. book is telling you not to eat. You have to follow this diet, but you're still you're still craving. You know, or you want to reduce these foods, but in the end, these forces that are pushing these unhealthy foods went out, you know. That's why people regain the weight. But here's what's amazing about the microbiome diet is that it, it eliminates the crap and then, then it's so easy to follow, follow the diet. 
and it becomes enjoyable. Would the whole brain treatment work for a patient with a little more of a complex diagnosis like bipolar or a psychotic patient? Or would they still have to combine this treatment with medication? Well, you know, it's a very broad question and it's different. the answer is different for each person. But, you know, it doesn't really matter what the diagnosis is, what the problem you have in the brain. It could be depression, it could be anxiety, it could be, you know, uh, brain fog, brain confusion at times. Sometimes some people with Lyme disease, for example, they have, sometimes they don't even, they don't even know where they are. They're disoriented. They even may forget how to get home. Um, they, they, They can't find words. This book helps these people. It's not just people with depression and anxiety, but if you have Lyme disease, for example, or if you've been diagnosed with bipolar or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. This book will help heal the brain. And when you heal the brain, it heals the whole brain. That's why it's called the whole brain. So irrespective of what type of brain issue you have, it's going to help you. You know, again, you have Lyme disease. What does this book have to do with anyone with Lyme disease? Well, it has so much to do with Lyme disease because with Lyme disease, it's not the problems are not just due to the Lyme itself. It's due to what the Lyme does to the microbiome. And... Then when the microbiome is unhealthy, the brain instantaneously is also unhealthy because remember, they're constantly in communication uh, through a number of pathways. It's a highway between the two. And then when that's unhealthy, this inflammation, when the microbiome is unhealthy, then this inflammation in the brain and that causes a brain that doesn't work well. And you you know, you, you have what we call discognition. Your memory's not as good. You can't find the words that you use, that you always used. You could get disoriented, you have headaches, and you have shooting pains in the head, all kinds of, you know, symptoms. But what's unbelievable is that it's the, the problem is not just the Lyme, it's the effects it's on the microbiome. And look, yeah. for example, the ammonia that your gut is starting to produce because uh, the wrong types of bacteria are overgrowing and now the ammonia is really affecting your brain. So there's ways, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to patients with Lyme, this is a fundamental way of helping anyone with Lyme. It's a yeah. fundamental treatment and I use the word with real seriousness, this is the fundamental way to heal all brain diseases. But that doesn't mean that you're never going to need medications. Yeah. And I'm certainly not telling anyone to stop your medications. But it, if you're taking medications, this is still a must. And then life will tell you if you need to get off of them. Your doctor will tell you. I tell my patients, I'm not gonna tell you to stop. You're seeing a psychiatrist, a psychopharmacologist, he or she himself or herself will at the right time with your healing, the causes will take you off of them or reduce the dose. You're talking about healing the brain. Would this be kind of a neuroplasticity approach where you yeah. heal the neuro? That's a good point. Well, you know, the idea of neuroplasticity is that there's so much potential in the brain that that it's unfathomable. And 
while we think that this, you know, the brain doesn't regrow and doesn't regenerate and it only goes downhill, well, the, the latest scientific research says just the opposite, that it could heal. The brain could heal. The brain cells can still reproduce and replicate. And the way the brain cells are integrating and connecting, could, you know, the synapses, it could continuously grow. And this, not only that, the stem cells, which are the primordial cells with, from which neurons could grow and develop and be born and be produced, that's always there. That potential is there. It's just a question of how do we tap into that. Yes. If you don't know how to tap into it, it's going to just, you know, over time decline. Yeah. The microbiome is the fundamental way towards road to neuroplasticity to help the brain not only heal from the inflammation and the circuitry in the brain that's unhealthy, but also to actually grow new neurons and for the neurons to now uh, grow more synapses so there's better interconnectedness and the, 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 the most important pathway to neuroplasticity is by healing the microbiome. There are other ways, there's no doubt, but you're fighting, you're going against the grain if you don't heal the microbiome. And all these other methods, which you know, is beyond this conversation, will work that much better. You said any person can do this treatment. Do they need to go see a doctor to help them with this, or can, just, can they just do it by reading your book? Well, listen, to choose the right foods, you just have to go to uh, the right uh, store, right? Yeah. the right supermarket. You're better off going to a uh, you know, health-oriented uh, uh, supermarket. Um, but you don't need a doctor to help you choose the foods. Read the book, and then you'll know which foods you should be shopping for. Now, of course, seeing a doctor, whether you call the doctor a holistic doctor or a functional medicine doctor or a doctor, now it's an unbelievable that the microbiome is such an incredible science that it's really beginning to link the doctors who are called functional medicine doctors or holistic doctors with the other group of doctors that originally had no interest in this type of medicine. Yeah. So the microbiome and the science of the microbiome are, is bridging these two groups of doctors. So you, you must go to a doctor, well, let's put it this way, it will be so much to your advantage if you go to a doctor who knows a lot about the microbiome, but also knows the practical ways of improving it. That's so important because they they can help you so much um, in improving your microbiome and knowing how to use to tap into your microbiome yeah. it to heal, help you heal. That's very very interesting. I feel like it's better to take a natural approach, a holistic approach where you can take part in your own healing. You know, you're so right. I mean, taking what's most right about what you just said is to take part in your own healing. Yeah. That's critical. That's so critical. If you don't eat, no one could force these foods down your throat. Yeah. You have to choose it. You have to want it. I can tell you this. This book, The Whole Brain, will really help you want it. 
it's, you'll see there's even one chapter on the will, and the will is in capital letters to show people how to activate that will. And then that's a game changer. Yeah, I've actually been reading your book. And where can people find your book? Oh, on Amazon, you know, uh, it's a click away. Just go on Amazon and you'll see the whole brain, the microbiome solution to healing depression, anxiety, and mental fog. Wonderful. Uh, by me, Raphael Kelman. Yeah, and in local, you know, bookstores and Barnes and Noble, etc. That's wonderful. And is there anything else, Dr. Kelman, that you would like to tell our listeners? Yeah, <laughs> love your bacteria. And, and the second is, you know, acts of selfless kindness, believe it or not, improve your bacteria. And if this sounds so radical, read the book <laughs> and you'll see what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your Same time. Same here. Thank you, for, thank you for interviewing me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Center for Community Media at Worcester State University. Remember to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash media WSU and follow us on Twitter at media WSU. Goodbye.